Oh my God, under personal comments, New York Knicks rule. Yeah, the Knicks rule. <laughs> What's up, Knicks Nation? Welcome to episode two of the Buckets Weekly Podcast. This show, it's a little bit off the cuff. It's uh, halftime in the Pacers-Cleveland game at the moment. Uh, and I just wanted to get this in because it's a slow week. It is the off-season, but I can remember being a Knicks fan. And this time of year, really wanting to talk Knicks more than usual because you just get yearning for it because there is nothing going on. So I'm going to bring you what you need, Knicks fans. So we're going to talk a little bit of business, a little bit of shop uh, to begin with. Obviously, more updates on the coaching search. Due diligence thing is just getting a pain in the ass now. <laughs> um, I think we all really appreciate them doing their job properly, but can we hurry this along, like, please? So we're going to talk about that, what's changed, what's new. A little bit of uh, Ennis Cantor because he went to see his stash bro playing OKC. He had some words for the press as well, hinting it maybe an opt-out. So we'll talk about that in a little bit more detail. Kenny Smith, he had some things to say on radio. And we're going to talk about some fun stuff as well, being the off-season. We're going to take an opportunity to talk about fun Nick stuff. Uh, experiences, uh, I've had a lot of questions about me running the page. What kind of interactions with the players do you have and things like that seems to be the number one question. So uh, I can't wait to tell you all about that kind of stuff. Uh, what else happened? Not not much more than that. I mean, it looks like, if we just get straight into the coaches, it's looking like an assistant from a prestigious coaching staff could be the way they're going. I mean, they, they're doing their due diligence. They're taking their time. They're, they said before the process started that they were going to really start uh, assessing everybody. No one was off the list, really. I mean... Perry was boasting that he was getting calls. So yeah, they're, they're sticking to their word and there's been way more assistants interviewed already than actual coaches. I mean, that's off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure after they interviewed, well, it's not sure if he's been interviewed yet, but the uh, Miami assistant coach, who I forget his name now, James, James, Juwan Howard, uh, he was the 10th official candidate for the role. Um, so it's not sure if he's been interviewed yet or he's going to be interviewed. But, I mean, working under Eric Spolstra. Not sure how long he's worked under Eric Spolstra. But that coaching staff, uh, we saw them interview uh, the Celtics assistant coach. So that's under Brad Stevens. That's another prestigious coaching staff. I think that was, he had a funny name. La, Jay Laranaga is his name. So he's another candidate which they've interviewed this week. Um, and he said that he was flattered that the Knicks came to them. I mean, he's he was in the middle of the series then with Milwaukee. So that's what he was thinking about. But he did have a sit down with the Knicks. Um, Kenny Smith. Kenny Smith had some things to say on radio. Uh, I've got the full quote here. I won't read it because he's, he had a lot to say. Uh, he basically said the interview was fun. He said the interview was fun, and then he really went off on bigging himself up, saying, I'm ready for this, bring it on. Uh, talking about how his experience 
on TNT has helped him uh, uh, experience in the league, like getting relationships with um, coaches and GMs and players. Uh, GMs coming to him for his opinion and things like that. He was bragging all about that kind of stuff, uh, which is cool, which is really cool. And the kind of thing that is a big check mark when you're interviewing someone for a head coach position. Uh, but for me, it's just still a little bit too Hollywood. I mean, seeing him at halftime jump into the screen and stuff uh, and trying to get Charles Barkley to guess which is a vegan donut and which is a proper donut, you know what I mean? It just seems a little bit too Hollywood for me. But the stuff he had to say when he was actually talking shop on the radio was was pretty cool. Pretty cool to hear that it was fun as well, his interview, because we haven't heard anything much about the whole interview process. Um and what it's been like. I mean, we, we know they've interviewed people. We don't know how it's gone. Uh, we haven't heard from either party. So it was cool for Kenny to come and say that. If anyone was going to say it, it was going to be the Jet, let's be honest. Other than that, as far as the coaching search, not much has changed. They've really gone back and done their research on um, Budenholzer and David Blatt. Um, so I guess that, that indicates that they're a lot more serious about those two prospects having already interviewed them and then their names coming back up it's having gone back and revised them so i guess that's some kind of inkling towards who we can expect in the role but i'm happy with that 50 percent. i mean I've, I've i've made it clear on the last podcast i'm not all that keen about david black um, and i was really confused as well i think it was uh, mark berman of the new york post he reported that they've gone back to interview him to europe um, and i put it on the story on my page because i was really confused i was like why the hell have they gone back where they've already interviewed him. Like, this is like Mills being like way too like lovey for his buddy, you know? But I think it was because they've interviewed him before for the job. So that's where I got confused. So that's embarrassing. But going back to do more research on the guy, I mean, come on. I mean, him or Budenholzer, who, who are you going to take? So uh, hopefully of those two, I take Coach Bud. He's probably in my top three right now. Uh, with Jackson and Van Gundy, who hasn't even got an interview, so <laughs> I, I I hope is Bud. I guess I saw um I went into a, a massive tangent uh, the other day just watching like videos of Mark Jackson like preaching that he's pregnant and stuff like that. <laughs> like uh, it's fun if you if you haven't done it already. I mean, uh, respect to the guy, man. He, he he's got a strong belief in that kind of thing. I mean, I don't want to talk about it too much, but. You, you can respect that, even if, like, to some people it might seem, like, a little bit unusual or crazy or, or, or whatever. You can, you can respect someone uh, believing in something so strongly um, and still having, still being, like, a player, you know? Not, not like that, but when it comes to basketball, he, he, is, he is just pure knowledge. But, yeah, if you haven't, like, gone into that, like dark end of youtube and found those kind of videos like him preaching on street corners and stuff it's worth doing um don't assess the man too much on that like everyone seems to do uh, myself included but yeah it's, it's fun I, I recommend it um that's about it on the coaches thank god um so two more assistants interviewed kenny had a fun interview i think i mentioned on last week's podcast that we interviewed um James Borrego, the Spurs assistant. So again, I mean, you've got Celtics coaching staff under Brad Stevens, Miami coaching staff under Spolstra, and you've got Spurs coaching staff under Popovich. Um, it really seems like 
Nick's brass are thinking if we can poach one of these guys, then I mean maybe they're even thinking because when they when they interviewed um, Kenny Smith, they said that it might be uh, it was a courtesy interview, whatever that means. But maybe they said if it's possible, he might take an assistant role. Like when I say they, I don't know who. I think it could have just been reporters suggesting it. But um, if that's the kind of thing that they're angling towards with like someone like Kenny Smith, maybe that's what they're angling towards with these assistants. Just, hey, come, come be an assistant for us. We're going to get like Mr. Hollywood, Kenny the Jet, or, you know, the preacher man, Mark Jackson, or, you know, we're going to get a really good coach. We need really good assistants. But I don't know, coaches usually like to bring in their own staff. But maybe that's maybe that's a part. I mean, they want to cover all bases. So maybe they interview for you for head coach and say, oh, and by the way, if an assistant place is available, can we keep your name down? So we'll see what we'll see what happens. I, I, I it's in terms of a time frame. I mean, the way they're really it's really hard to keep track of uh, Scott and Steve at the moment. They're over in Europe. They're back. I thought they went back to Europe for a second there. Um, loads of the interviews are going on in L.A. They went to Milwaukee to interview um, the uh, Celtics assistant coach. So it was really hard to keep track of them. They're they're busy. They're earning their money right now. Um, so in terms of a timeline, things are going quick in terms of the interviews, but who knows how long they're going to take to process all of that information that they gather and really hone in on just like one name or top three names or, you know, it's, it's a process and it, and it still could take ages. Uh, which is good for us. More to talk about. Am I right? I mean, it's the off-season. Let's talk Knicks. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's the coaches. I think when they were over in... Uh, Berman again reported that when they were over in uh, Europe, they were also going to scout Luka Donic. I think I'm saying that correctly. Who's pro- I think he's I think he's projected to be top 10 pick. Easy. KP's come out earlier in the season, like, hyping him up because... He's doing really well, blah, blah, blah. He might be an Adidas athlete. Nah, 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 I'm, I'm going crazy with that. So yeah, they whilst they were over there, um, I saw a highlight on Bleacher Report. It's like one of their finals games or whatever they're doing over there. And he had like a monster dunk. So I hope the game they went to scout him, I hope they're at that game. Uh, Knicks, Knicks seem to me as well like the most international team in the league. I mean, I don't know that for sure, but... We got a lot of Euro guys, and uh, it's good. It's cool to see, and they play really well together. Uh, you saw like Cantor and KP were super efficient this year. Um, they love to the pass. They're fundamental guys. Um, I might be biased as well, being English, like get more Euros in the league. But <laughs> hopefully, they scouted that game. We haven't heard much on like what's going on in terms of like draft prospects and scouting. We know that our head scout couldn't go to Europe to interview David Blatt and Scout Donich, but uh, I guess as long as Steve and Scott were there, then then that's cool. What's up next? That's coaches. Check. Ennis Cantor. He went to OKC wearing his Stash Bros t-shirt, had an awkward encounter with Steven Adams. It was uh, horribly, horribly uh, romantic. Uh... (laughs) And he went, I'll read, I'll read you the full quote here. He was basically asked, free agency, blah, blah, blah. And he said, we'll see what's going to happen. I definitely want to stay in New York if I can. If I can. Um, he's going to opt out. 
guys. He's he's gonna opt out. He's got an eighteen point six million player option next year. He's gonna try and get that money. It sounds like he's gonna opt out, try and get that money, which he he's he's been a beast. I mean he uh, he he's earned it. Um, so credit to him. But it sounds like he wants to do that, but he also wants the Knicks uh, to match and bring him back. I think that's a good idea. Uh, we, we still don't know what Cantor's going to get um, from other teams in the league. Uh, we know that teams were interested around the trade deadline for KO and things like that, but no, there was no rumour that anyone was particularly interested in Cantor. I guess that might be to do with the fact that KO's got like $4 million on his contract, so... Uh, he it sounds like Cantor's gonna opt out, test it, but wants to come back to New York. Um, the Knicks have hinted as well, um, at least they hinted with KO that if he does opt out, they're not gonna rule out matching any offer to bring him back. So they've shown that they really value KO. Um, again, same thing didn't happen for Cantor, but Cantor's just been it just hasn't been talked about as much. Um, so you don't know. We know we got a logjam at center. I mean that's been like the it's just been a thorn in our side all season long. Um, but hopefully, I mean, someone, someone's got to go at the position. we got promising young guys coming up. I mean, uh, sorry, Hicks, but of the bunch, you'd lose Hicks. But you still you still got too many, really, to be honest. Um, and they're not making a lot of money, but if they both, if the majority opt out, then they both could be making a lot of money. That could soon fill up the books at centre position. So, yeah. Cantor is still a question mark, but I think we can expect him to opt out. It sounds like he's getting a lot more sure of himself as well, so we could see that happening fairly soon. Uh, what else have we got? That's Cantor. David Black. We've I've talked about him a little bit, but I just want to hammer home. We we can't have David Black coaching the Knicks. We saw him, he couldn't even let the best player in the world go out and ball. It's not the it's not the usual coaching situation, but he couldn't let the best player in the world go out and ball and just like stay out of his way. Um, and that to me is more of a blemish than anything you can say about JVG or Mark Jackson or any of those guys. Because if you do that kind of thing in New York... Like, we've seen, like, KP, like, our biggest baller, just, like, middle finger to management and skip his exit interview. You know, so if you're if you're just going to, like, butt heads with guys in such a fashion where there's no, like, this is mano a mano, we're going to sort this out, blah, 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 we're all men here. Sort of like with Hornacek and, like, KO and things when they butted heads. If you've shown that you can't be that kind of guy, that kind of coach, where... Your negative impact, no good comes from it, and it's just negative. And the only only option they saw was to fire him. A lot of people said that Bron just got him fired, and what Bron says goes. But to me, just 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 don't get him in New York. Don't hire David Black. Uh, what happened? What else happened in Knicks land? Some fun news. Lt had a birthday. Happy birthday, Lance Thomas, the captain, our captain. Uh, shortly after the season ended, got his license to actually be a captain, like of boats on water and stuff. So that's awesome. Um, actually, 
we'll, we'll, that's a quite a nice little segue into the next segment, which is like Nick's experiences. Because um, I asked, like, I asked you guys to get in touch with me and get back to me with questions and things like that, feedback on the podcast and questions about what to talk about in the next podcast and stuff, especially in the off season. Like, it's a group effort, guys. Come on. Um, but the main thing was on the page, on the Instagram page, Buckets Weekly. What interaction do you have with the players? Um, and when it was Lance Thomas's birthday, it must have been two years ago when I started the page. That was my first famous slash baller like on Instagram. I, I, I lost I lost it. Um, Lance Thomas, um, he's been my favorite Nick. Pretty much. Well, he's the longest tenured Nick, so. You know, he's he's been he's been my favorite one. I mean, in the OKC trade, it was sort of like meh and then you hear the guy speak and then you just see his demeanor out there i remember the only thing i knew about him was he's a good locker room guy so i was like oh well that's an easy thing to say about anybody really but lt proved it from the get-go uh he and i mean you can say what you want about lt but one of my favorite nicks for sure and he was the first player to like a post on instagram because i wished him a happy birthday i just copied the nicks post for him but he liked it anyway and uh, that 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 was really cool. Um, so other other like experiences like that on the gram. I mean, I've only, I've only got the page. I've got the blog. Uh, I put this uh, podcast up on SoundCloud and things like that. iTunes now. Uh, but the pa- the page is uh, that's the mothership, the Instagram page. And uh, that's 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 where players like to get involved as well. So, I mean, dare I say I've lost track of like all the players and stuff that have liked it. I know KO's liked some stuff before. KO likes a lot of my comments as well. Actually today, Slang Magic Fishing, which is Lance Thomas's like fishing team, um, they like caught an eel and then a shark came and bit the eel. And then the eel, which is on the hook, turns around and bites a shark on the nose. Um, and I just quoted one of the guys in the background who's like, it's a shark attacking. <laughs> Uh, so I just quoted him and like, I thought that was hilarious and they liked that comment. But KO likes a lot of comments. Um, I think I might have commented that he's got like the best plus minus on the team. And he, obviously he liked that. Um, I'm just trying to remember off the top of my head. Beasley, he liked a few when he came. When he first came to the Knicks, it was like, oh, it was like the, it was just perfect. I mean, this guy was a quote machine, still is. And just his demeanor and stuff to report on and, he, he, he's, he just feeds you, you know, and it's, it's an absolute dream. Um, so when he came, he had some stuff to say and he liked a lot of the stuff that I posted. Um, going way back, Courtney Lee, um, he's commented on one of my posts because I quoted that he was angry to the media. And he was like, oh, I'm angry now. I'm, I'm angry, shake my head, the media. And I was like, come on, tell, tell us how you really feel, Courtney. <laughs> um, Courtney Lee's another one as well. A lot of people, similar to LT, just doesn't get the respect he deserves, man. I mean, he's one of the biggest ballers on the team. Um, you keep Courtney Lee on your team. You can just, I mean, I remember playing against him in, well, I didn't play against him, but when we were facing him, like when he was in Charlotte, uh, it was just, he, just, he just really got at you. And now it's on our team, and he does that on a nightly basis. Um, and it's, it's a relief to have him here, to be honest. So hopefully we keep uh, Courtney Lee as well. He always seems to be on the trading block. 
Um, so I'm glad that he's still a Nick. Cleanthony Early was probably my second like as well. I don't know if you guys remember him, number 17, playing under Melo. Just never really, I think, I still follow him actually. He's in uh, the G League for the Warriors, I think. Um, Borden out in there as well. So hopefully he gets a call up soon. Shout out Cleanthony. Um, he got shot in New York in like a strip club or something, came back. He, he's a baller as well. So he, I think it was March Madness, which is our state. I had my brackets filled out um, and he liked one of my videos where I'm like, you know, it's good because I had Wichita State basically going to the going to the final. So that was cool to see him like that. Um, Tim, Tim Hardaway, he's liked a couple of my things. A lot of the stuff he likes is like when to back up another player. So I'll be like bigging up Frank Nilakina and he'll like it. And I'll be like, hey, Timmy's got his guy, you know. I'm looking at it right now, actually. I just look on my page for all the circles. Charles Oakley. Charles Oakley, he, he likes everything. He is a fiend on the gram, man. I mean, the first time he liked it, I, I nearly, like, I was paralytic. But he likes everything. Almost everything gets liked by Oakley. I don't know if that's just me. Um, people let me know. Is Oakley liking your, liking your posts on the gram? Uh, but he is active, man. He likes a lot of stuff. He likes... One one that I liked was he liked there was a billboard in Times Square saying hi Jeff Van Gundy and Oakley liked it. So I was like, Ooh, you guys think that Oakley wants wants his coach back, blah blah blah. Uh, so that was cool to see. Uh around the same time, Spike Lee. Spike Lee and this this goes hand in hand with one of my cool Nick stories. Um I'll tell you about it in a sec. Um Spike Lee liked my post the other day where I was just thanking all of you Knicks fans, um, for supporting the page and sticking with me and more to come, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he liked it, and the picture was of him because uh, he's an iconic Knicks fan, obviously. Um, so that was cool to see, and he's liked a few of my things since, which is cool because getting some interest from, from Spike is, is wicked as a Knicks fan. Um, other players, there's been more. I can't think now off the top of my head. I always wish that Frank Nilekina would, would like something. I sort of, I've sort of like, when Melo was still with the Knicks and when KP... Uh, was healthy and stuff and we're talking about him or, or just now in general I sort of just like waved that off like they're not gonna like it forget about it Elliot don't dream you know that's not gonna happen um, so it's always a surprise to get uh, likes from people I can't think of any more right now um, there's been more I mean I sound, sound like I'm bragging now but there has been more there's only been one comment which was Courtney Lee I think comments like a like a bigger bigger deal um Oh, um, last year, uh, Marshall Plumley, the Plum Train. Um, he liked my post. I can't remember what the post was now. It's going way back, um, but he liked it. So then I posted it saying he liked it, and then he liked that as well. And at that point, it just gets awkward. It's just weird at that point. It's like, oh, dude, come on, chill. Uh, but you love it anyway. Um, so I think I ended up posting on my story to say like, ah, oh, he's so hyped. Uh, and I half, to be honest, I half expected him to get back to me like, oh yeah, I am hype, blah, blah, blah. Just, just never let it end. Um, it's cool to get a like, but like, just, oh, what do you do when there's two or a comment or, you know? Uh, so that was, that was probably, I think he's probably trolling me. Thinking back now, he was probably just like taking the mick, but, uh, that was a cool one when, when he done that. Um, so yeah, there's been more, I, I can't remember right now. I should, I should have like gone back and like made a list of all of them. 
because uh, they're always memorable. When a Nick likes something you've done, that is amazing. Um, to comment was absolutely incredible. Just to like a comment is pretty cool as well. But uh, yeah, there's 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 more. Not not a lot more. That's probably the best ones I've told you. But in terms of running the page, that kind of like interaction with the players, uh, that that's what you live for. When you wake up or when you just see that someone's someone's interacted with you, uh, it make it makes it all worthwhile. And so do you guys. I mean, every single time someone follows. And it's going to be the same with the podcast as well. Every single time, like someone just subscribes, it's just uh, it's unreal. It's you can't be thankful enough because it's the reason you do it. I mean, I started the page because I just felt like there wasn't enough Nick's info coming my way. I was I was finding stuff out on Twitter before I was reading. I was like reading it on the gram, so I thought I can do I can do a better job. Um, so I started doing it. And uh, I was living in Australia at the time, and I didn't have anyone to talk hoops with. So I thought, that's it's a great idea. Talk hoops with the fans, um, update them at the same time as updating myself, and just, it's, it's an absolute pleasure. So when people get on board with that, and they follow, and they like, and things, and they comment, I mean, just every day, daily, that's, that's, that's what you do it for. And so uh, shout out to all of you guys. You could have one or two famous likes, blah, 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 or comment here that gets you hype. But don't let it go unnoticed that the New York fans, the orange and blue faithful, bleed orange and blue, you're the, you're the real MVPs. Uh, so shout outs to you, props to you. That's probably the best of player interaction. In terms of player stories, my stories, I mean, living in England, I've been living overseas in Australia. I don't get to go to the garden every weekend and see these guys. Um, so I've seen the Knicks twice. I saw them once in Orlando when I was on holiday at Disneyland. Um, they just happened to be there. And when I sat in the stands, I saw KP's dad and his brother sat a few rows in front of me. Um, so after the game, I went down and I said, Thank you for raising KP. It's just all I could say. Uh, is, is I think his mum was there too. And they, they just looked at me. I don't know if they understood me. Um, but I said, your son is going to be great. Thank you. Knicks Nation thanks you. Literally, that's what I said to them. Um, and I shook their hands. And then I went back and watched the rest of the game. And then after the game, I saw his brother again. Um, I forget his name now. Is, is it Yanis? Or Yanni? I'm I'm not sure, I'm not sure what the name is, but it's 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 his agent. Um, so I saw him again in the hallway, and he was going back to the locker room to go see KP and whatever. And I just said again, like, "I'll tell KP I say hi." <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of. I didn't say like, "Oh, you know." There's so many things I could have said, but I just said, "Say tell KP I said hi." I mean, what's he gonna do? Go to the locker room? Oh, this random guy said hi. This like weird sounding like I think he was Australian guy <laughs> said said hi so what's what's he gonna do with that information but that's that's all that's all that came to me um, so that was pretty cool to see his family um, and they're they're a really tight unit as well so it's cool to see KP and then see them be like uh, I remember when I bigged him up about his son um, so that's pretty cool uh, other than that the only other time I've seen the Knicks was I was in LA for two days and the Knicks were there. 
and it was Kobe's last game against the Knicks. And I was in LA, so I fucked out. I can't even remember how much, but it was worth it. And I was sitting about six rows back, so I was on TV the whole night. It was wicked. <laughs> um, and I remember Kobe came out, and that was the first time I seen Kobe, um, obviously. And that, I was just, I was, I was shocked. I was breathless. Um, and so I watched him warm up. The Knicks are there, and then the game's about to tip off. Mello comes over, and one LA fan behind me shouts, "Mello, you're trash!" And uh, he just says, "He just says back like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not." Shakes his head like, "No, I'm not." And I wanted more than anything to just stand up, like rip my shirt open with like my Knicks gear underneath, and be like, "You're my boy, Mello." Like, I was so close to him. Uh, and like, he, I just, his reaction would have been like sick and uh, would have been so good. But I froze. I don't know what it is. I just freeze. So I just, I was just staring at him like, oh, I've got your back, man. But just closed lips. Just didn't do anything. Um, so that was a really cool moment. But it's just always going to bug me the rest of my life. I've told this story countless times and it's just so annoying. That I didn't just stand up and be like, you're my boy. Um, so yeah, Mello, if you're listening, <laughs> I'm really sorry. And uh, I got you next time, man. Um, so yeah, that that's that's my next stories. Uh, that same game, we went on to win the game. Calderon hit a game winner. Uh, and then outside Staples Center, like some Nick fan in like a big truck, screams out of the window. And I don't know, I don't know what he said, but uh, I, I, he got my attention, obviously. And I was like, "Who's he shouting at?" So then I looked to the left, and I'm still on the edge, edge of, end of the road, um, and Spike Lee is walking right towards me. And again, I put this on the post when he liked my photo for the first time. That I just froze. I just froze. He was there walking. He had his wife with him, and I was fro I was frozen. And I just watched him walk past me and he walked down onto the road off the curb to get around me and then back up onto the pavement and walked away. And as he walked past me, he like looked at me and gave me a little like eyebrow raise like, what's up, Nicks? Yep, cool. And I was frozen. Uh, I was just like, this is incredible. Like, he's walking right past me. What? And I just watched him walk away until like I couldn't see him anymore. <laughs> that, that was it. So that's probably, that was probably the best day of my life, that day at Staples Center. Um, until I go see the Knicks at the Garden, obviously. So let me know what your Knicks stories are. I've had a lot of people message me on the gram, like they got some cool stories. A lot of people like just bragging about going to the Garden when I haven't. Um, but cool things like that. I know a lot of you have got cool stories out there, so let, let me hear them because I want you to make me jealous. Uh, that pretty much wraps up the show this week. We've done the coaches. I mean, 10, 10 candidates. Take take your pick at this point. Who, who knows what's going to happen? Cantor, uh, probably going to leave, let's be honest. Yeah, David Blatt, no. Budenhoser, okay. I put it 90% in his favour um, out of all the candidates. Yeah, Donich, they went to see him overseas. He got a big slam dunk. Could be high on our draft board. Uh, Kenny Smith. Oh, man. Just stick. Make up. Make up. You know, um, yeah, could be an assistant. Don't be surprised. Alti had a birthday and caught a big fish. Um, I want to leave you with the Beard Gang.
the beard gang is going crazy. Uh, at the end of the last podcast, I just quickly came back and I said, I want to leave you on a high note, so go check out Joakim Noah's story. Go check out the man's beard. This week, I swear his his beard's gone viral. His beard's been trending. Um, the starters were talking about it on their podcast. Shout out the starters. Uh, they were saying, like, did he dye it? What's going on there? They thought that he dyed it. Um, so that, that was just ridiculous, Joakim's beard. And he kept giving us more as well. It's like he knew. It's like he was just fueling the fire. Like every video that he posted, you were just begging him to put it in selfie mode. And he always came through. It was wicked. Um, then you saw Cantor. I put it on the story the other day because he, he like shaved his beard in like weird stripes. I don't know why. Uh, and like two minutes later, he said it was like a joke and he shaved back to a mustache. Um, but I don't know what it is with like beards, man. What, what's going to happen next? KO's going to have like an upside down Mr. T. He's going to have like a mohawk. On the bottom half of his face. But uh, I think Cantor shaved the mustache as well. So I think he's he's bold-faced. But uh, yeah, I, I hope we don't get into a trend of ending the show. Updating Nick's beards. It could be a thing. I mean, it is the off-season. Anything's possible. But uh, for now, Nick's Nation, thanks for tuning in for episode two of the Buckets Weekly Podcast. As I keep saying, let me hear it. I'm, I'm trying to attract the hate. You know, give me feedback. Hopefully this has been an improvement on episode one. We've got more to do. Um, I'm working on little jingles, little sound bites, little tidbits like that. Um, the email, email me, bucketsweeklyhotmail.com. Uh, let me know what you want to hear in the show, what you want to talk about, your opinions, how to get better, uh, where to go. And, you know, just let, let me hear it on the email. Uh, the page, buckets underscore weekly on the gram. Go follow that. That's like, uh, that's where the Buckets Weekly Army, that's where we're killing it on a daily basis. Uh, it's called Buckets Weekly, but I post on there daily. Uh, weekly just sounds like pro, you know, sounds clean. Um, go check this podcast out on SoundCloud, iTunes, rate on iTunes, by the way. Comment everywhere, rate on iTunes. Apparently that's a big thing with podcasts is to get a good rating on iTunes. So I'd really appreciate it if you go do that. Um, where else can you find me? YouTube, Buckets Weekly Podcast. I'll be posting these, but you'll get a nice little picture with it as well. Uh, and that's about it. The gram, follow the podcast, subscribe where you can, like where you can, always comment, message me on the gram, email me uh, with your inputs, with your feedback, and uh, yeah, we'll do it all again next week for episode three. Thank you, Nick's Nation! <laughs>